Hey, welcome to the NCC More podcast. This is a time where we kind of set aside and we continue the conversation that we started on Sunday, try and add a little bit more value to a Sunday sermon. And we started a new series oh, yes, this Sunday. We did. Yes, Morning we did. Joy. And mm. you want to kind of lead in kind of like what this whole series is about, what we got going on? Absolutely. Yeah. Morning Joy. Uh, so excited about this, uh, this series. Um, you know, we named it Morning Joy uh, because we're thinking, how do you have joy every morning, regardless of the situation or the circumstance you find yourself in? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and that really, that really begins kind of how we kicked off this week by talking about that you have to believe it is possible. Yeah. It's possible because the Bible says it's possible. Right. Philippians 4, verse 4 there, it says uh, we rejoice always, mm-hmm. right? We rejoice always. And so the Bible wouldn't tell me to do something that I couldn't do. Yeah. And so we just believe that if it's possible for me to rejoice always, that means in every season of life. That means mm-hmm. no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through. And so we just really kind of started the conversation what does that really look like? How do I have morning joy every single day when I wake up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and we started off, and we're, we're going through the book of Philippians. So we started yep. right off in chapter 1, yep. and we're looking at this journey of joy, you know, through Paul. And, of course, he's writing this, you know, in prison. Yeah, which, which makes it that much more powerful. Right. You know, I mean, when you think about this what's called the letter of joy yeah right i mean that's kind of the way philippians is defined 16 times in 104 verses right he mentions joy or rejoice i mean that's that's uh almost 20 percent one of a little bit over five t- mm-hmm. uh, verses is about joy or yeah. rejoice and here he is in jail in prison talking about <laughs> right. joy and rejoice and it's a it's a powerful uh, illustration and demonstration, mm-hmm. you know, really for us as believers. Yeah, yeah, because I know if I was if I was in jail, <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be like, the book of sorrows. Yeah, that's not my first inclination. You're like, hey, you know what? I need to write a book on joy. No, it would be the <laughs> book of lamentations, part <laughs> right. two. Poor right. me, poor me. Oh, listen to me. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we started off right, right out of yep. you know verse three, where we started off, yep. and we started with four action steps for rejoicing always. You know, Paul obviously is, you know, in prison, you know, people are in all kinds of different circumstances in life, all different kinds of seasons. Not all of them are the greatest, you know? And so we started off this Sunday with four action steps to really activating joy in our lives. And and the first thing we noticed and we pulled out of uh, chapter one was that Paul starts exalting Yes. He starts elevating and That's he starts right. elevating God and elevating people. Yeah. And how if we really want to activate joy, experience joy, develop joy in our life, yeah. we need to develop the habit of exalting. Yeah. Here's my question though. How do you find how do you find it in you to exalt people? Mm-hmm. Let's say, you know, maybe your spouse, your kids, coworkers, friends. Whenever they're not necessarily, you know, let's say you get out of a fight with your spouse, you get, yep. you're in an argument with your friends, you know, how do you, how do you develop and cultivate that attitude of gratitude? You know, whenever you're, maybe you're in a season where it just, it seems like everyone's at odds against you. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think you have to do it in order that mm-hmm. Paul did it. I think that's the key for us is that Paul started with, he said, Hey, every time I think of you, I thank God. I praise God for mm. you. Um, and so I think before before we can start really trying to encourage and elevate people, 
we got to start with with exalting God mm. and praising God and being grateful for what He has done. Because whenever we thank God for what He's done in our lives, what are we reminded of? We're reminded of how fall how far we've fallen short. Mm. So when I thank God for His grace to me, it motivates me to give grace to you. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to, we have to really put it, we have to put it in order there and to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to exalt God. I'm going to praise God for Mm -hmm. his goodness in my life. And when I, when I do that, it really prepares me then to, to encourage you and to lift you up. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the interesting thing is you think, I mean, Paul's writing to the church at uh, Philippi, like to say, Every time I think of you, I praise God. Like, you know, there was some difficult people there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there were some people that had made some promises and I ah, didn't fulfill it. You know, right, there's right. some people that, you know, said, oh, I'm going to do this. And they didn't do it, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, there were some challenges, but, but Paul never let those challenges get in the way. Mm-hmm. He said, when I think of you, I praise God and I thank God for you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's a powerful, that's a powerful thing because even when we have trouble, with people, even when we've been disappointed by people, we don't have to let that determine whether we're going to thank God or not. Mm-hmm. We we can have disappointment and choose, you know what? I'm going to thank God Yeah. no matter what. I'm going to praise God. And as I praise God and fix my mind on Him and exalt Him, mm-hmm. it begins to do something in me. Yeah. And then I can get to the place where I can say, hey, you know what? Man, you're my partner. Yeah. You might not be perfect, but you're my partner. Right. You might not have done it the way that I wanted you to do it, but you know what? We're still partners. Mm-hmm. Why? Because God picked me as his partner. Yeah. I didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you're my partner, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and But that really comes out of that, that gratitude and thanksgiving and praise to God. And so I think when we put it in order mm-hmm. and we praise God and thank God, then that puts us in position mm-hmm. to 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 elevate other people and be grateful for who they are, regardless mm-hmm. of who they are. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's good. Let's take let's take the opposite side of the spectrum. Okay. And let's say you are almost obsessive about you know a person and exalting them. You know, uh, with young people being obsessive about people in pop culture or you know their recent boyfriend or girlfriend or yep. you know things along those lines. How how do you navigate, you know, like, uh, like exalting in an unhealthy manner? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that whenever, whenever you really look at exalting, the way that I look at it is, is it, is it really, it's really just elevating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's, it's making people, um, uh, and really the way I see it is really encouragement. That's mm-hmm. really the way that I would define that in, in the context of that, of that scripture. Because when Paul says, Hey, You've been my partners from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? That would be like Steve Jobs telling you, you were my partner in selling the iPhone, in creating the iPhone, because you bought one and told one person about it, and now yeah. you are Steve Jobs' partner in building Apple. No, you're not. You know, Like, no, you're not. Like, it, <laughs> right. that, But that's kind of what Paul's doing. Like, the, yeah. this church at Philippi, you're my partners. No, you you gave me a little offering, but come on, like it, it, the ministry of Paul didn't hinge on the church at Philippi, right. you know. And so I think that by saying that, right, what was he doing? He was encouraging them, man. Mm-hmm. He was giving them some value and some worth, and making them proud of what they've done and who yeah. they are, and uh, and and say, so you are my partners. And and yes, that that's true. 
Maybe not to the extent that he wants to make it seem, but that's what encouragement is. When I encourage you, I put courage on the inside of you. Why? So I can ex- I, I can expand you yeah. and, and yeah. build you up and therefore elevate you or exalt you. So it's not about me just sitting around, you know, um, oh, you're so amazing. Oh, you're yeah. so amazing. You know, no, I'm doing it for a purpose, mm-hmm. right? I'm trying to fill you up and, and, and really lift you up. Mm, that, that is so good. And then we move from exalting to expectation. Yeah. And we talked about expectation and, and the power of expectation. But but with that, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, we uh, it, you said uh, we can expect we, or we can be certain uh, of the wrong things, mm. you know? Yes. yes. Uh, and and what's, what's, the, what's the con of, you know, expecting the worst out of a situation and how's that tie into joy? You know, being yeah. being a, a pessimistic, you yeah. know, like always, you know, thinking everyone's out to get you. Yep. And and how do you get, how do you work your way out of that? Well, yeah, no, that, that's really good. And you know, kind of what we always say is that you always find what you're looking for, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking for the worst, you're always going to find the worst. Right. Um, if you're looking for what's wrong, you're always going to find what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So you're going to find what you're looking for. So the the expectation, and this is where people get tripped up with this. Okay, I'm going to expect the best, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, I'm going to expect these things to happen. That doesn't mean uh, uh, I'm oblivious to the realities of life. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be challenges and trials and difficulties. I mean, a- after all, Jesus told us himself, right? Right. He said, in this world, you will have trouble, mm-hmm. right? It's guaranteed. But that doesn't prevent me from always expecting the best. Right. I can live in both worlds. The reality that I'm going to face trouble and trials and 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 there's going to be moments where um, it doesn't go the way I want it to, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to spend my life looking for that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with that whenever it comes, but if I spend my life looking for that, this is where I end up and live, yeah. and I never get to experience this other side. So I'm going to live always over here expecting the best, expecting breakthrough, expecting yeah. blessing. I, that's where I'm going to live over here. I'm going to deal with this when it comes, but this is what I'm always looking for because yeah. because I'm going to end up finding what I'm looking for a whole lot more than if I'm always looking for a letdown, mm-hmm. I'm not going to find joy. Right, right. So I'm always want, I always want to be looking for things to be joyful about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've got to expect those things to come, ac- come across mm-hmm. my pathway. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think that to to not get like, you know, sucked into that, you know, oh, well, I don't want to just expect the best because then I'm not going to be prepared for the worst. You can do both. Mm-hmm. You can be prepared for the battle mm-hmm. and you can expect victory at the mm-hmm. same time. What about if you go through a season and you're just bombarded with disappointment after mishap, after failure? How do you keep yourself built up? To where you can continue to expect the best. You know, I think that the you know it's like the more you lose, the closer you are to winning. Like, I mean, I can't keep losing forever. Yeah. Like, you know, what I mean, like it's it's like it's like playing some card games. You know, if you lose two in a row, that means you're about to get on a winning streak because you just can't keep losing. It's like the odds aren't even in that way. You know, like it's going to turn around. And I really think in in life that whenever you you know, um, it's all about how you you like how you look at it. You mm-hmm. know, it's like. If you have a flat tire, right? I'm always like, whoo, man, I'm glad I got that out of the way because you only have so many of those in your whole lifetime. Yeah. Right? Like instead of being like, oh, I can't believe like a flat tire, you know, everything's going wrong. I'm like, man, 
that means I'm probably good for like another six years, like yeah. before I get another flat tire. Like it's all about that perspective and mm -hmm. how you look at it. And if you have a flat tire and you're looking for your next flat tire, mm -hmm. you're looking for your next bad thing to happen, you're going to find it. Or you can celebrate and rejoice and say, yeah, man, I'm, I'm so glad that bad thing happened because that, that's not going to happen again for a long time. Right, right, right. All right. That's just the way I've choose, I, I chose to live, you know, had my first cavity last year, you know, mm -hmm. my whole life, you know. Did had my really? cavity, yeah, my first cavity. I had my wow. first cavity, uh, you know. So I just I, instead of being upset about it, right? I said, "Man, I went forty years without a cavity. I'm gonna go another forty years without a cavity. Like I'm, I'm gonna be eighty before I have another cavity." And so I went and had a donut. There you go. Celebrate, <laughs> celebrate, man! Oh, I celebrated because I got forty more years yeah. of good, good yeah. teeth. Yeah. You know? So there you go. It's all about how you look at it. <laughs> there you go. Perspective. Yeah. Um, we went from expecting, we went to expand, yeah. and you said um, ex expectation without expansion produces frustration. Yeah. And uh, how how that expectation, you know, it, it encourages us to expand. Yeah. You know, whenever you're expecting something, how how does that? Let's let's walk through that process yeah. about how expectation turns into, or how we motivate us yeah. into developing a habit. Or a or or a, or action of expansion. I think the, the expectation whets your appetite for what's possible. Mm. The expectation doesn't take you to expansion. The expectation is just the motivation. Mm. It's just the it's it's just what what builds that desire to say, I can see something different. I will see something different. Mm -hmm. I've got to have something. I've got to change. I've got to transform. Yeah, yeah. That expectation of what is possible. That's really all that does. That really doesn't play any part in my expansion. Mm -hmm. My expansion is going to come down to my habits. It's going to come down to my behaviors. It's going to come down to my perseverance and my mm -hmm. endurance. It's going to come down to sweat equity. I mean, it's going to, it's going to come yeah. down to perspiration, right? I mean, that's, that's what it's going to come down to. But that expectation builds that desire. And yeah. then I say, okay, this is what I, I got to get to work. Mm -hmm. I got, I got to figure out how do I grow these things in my life? How do I begin to change this way of thinking? How do I break out of this shame and condemnation cycle that I find myself in? Mm -hmm. There is a way out. Somebody else made it out. I can make it out too. Mm -hmm. And and that expectation feeds that. But that, that expansion is all about doing the work mm -hmm. of getting the right fruit on my tree. Mm -hmm. That's what it's really mm -hmm. all about. Mm -hmm. I love that because we, we kind of talked, we hit a little pocket there where we talked about tough seasons. And, yep. you know, whenever you have those seasons where you don't have that fruit flourishing in your life. Yeah. That tough seasons, they show what's in you. Yeah. And then they also... They also grow or they build something in you. That's right. You know? That's right. Yep. And 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 so but let's let's talk about that, you know, because it, it's not like you go through a tough season and automatically things are built in you. Right. Right? That's right. I mean it's it has to Well, be I love what Keith Kraft says. He says you you, you gotta grow through what you go through. Mm. Right? You gotta mm -hmm. grow through what you go through. People say, uh, you know, people people want to believe that just because I went through a tough season, I'm gonna be better for it. Mm. And I tell people all the time, just because you just because you went through a tough season, the yep. only thing that means is you went through a tough season. Mm -hmm. You got to take the lesson of that. You you got to, as he says, you got to grow through what you go through. And so, so many, so many people go through the tough things and they just, they just hope. I hope it's going to turn out better. I hope I, you know, I'm going to get something out of this. 
If that's the case, you're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. You got to go in there and dig for that lesson. You got to go in there and dig for what you're going to bring out of that season, that difficulty, that setback. You got to figure out what that is. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, for, 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 uh, you know, for, for so many people that, that walk through those difficult seasons, they find themselves continually walking through the difficult season because you need the lesson to be able to move on. Mm. And I'm, I'm the big believer in the, uh, you know, I don't talk about this much anymore. You start with this all the time is that, um, God is the, the, the ultimate, the, the ultimate teacher. And whenever you don't pass a test, you got to retake the test. Mm-hmm. You're in class. Like you don't pass, you don't pass the test. Like you don't get to go on. You got to retake the test. Yeah. Like, you, you, you got to retake the class. You don't go from algebra one to al- algebra two. If you failed algebra one, Mm-hmm. You gotta pass the class. Mm-hmm. God's the same way. You keep going through a test. You keep going through a test. You keep going through test, but you're not learning what you need to pass that that test. God just puts you right back in the class. Yeah. And you wonder why is this always happening to me? Because you're not learning the lesson. Yeah. And if you will learn the lesson, then you can move forward. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can you can move on. And so I think that that's where that expansion really comes in. Mm-hmm. Is we got to learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. So that we can pass that test. Yeah. So we can move into the next season of life. Mm, that is so good. And and whenever we do that, whenever we exalt people, whenever we enlarge our expectations, yep. whenever we expand our, our capacity, yep. that puts us in a place to extract, which was yes. our fourth point, extracting joy. Um, and and because it's easy to extract joy, you know, whenever everything's going right. Yeah, that's right. Whenever business is flourishing. You know, your kids are doing great in school, whenever everything's going right at the house. Yep. But whenever things hit the fan. Yep. Yep. Whenever yep. whenever the business gets rocky. Yep. Whenever, you know, kids start having a hard time, when the fridge goes out and the dishwasher goes out yep. and the AC goes out yep. in the summer, yep. <laughs> you know, like what is how yep. in those moments, how do we find it in us to extract joy? Yep. Well, here's the thing. You better you better have a fruitful tree in that season. Mm. And that's what we really talked about. Right. If you haven't expanded, you can't extract from what you haven't expanded. Mm-hmm. So if I want fruit in every season, which is what the Apostle Paul had, right? Right. That's what he right. said. He said, I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to continue to rejoice. Mm-hmm. He's in jail dealing with some issues that they're having in the church at Philippi. And he's like, I'm just rejoicing mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep on rejoicing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to rejoice. Why? Because he had expanded his life. He had expanded the fruit on his tree. I mean, he he had he had committed to to growing in wisdom and understanding. He had committed to growing in love. He he that's what he what his life was about becoming the greatest disciple that he could be, right? I mean, yeah. that's 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 what we read in, in all of his writing. He's teaching us how to do it because he walked it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if that's the case, he says, you know what? I'm going to keep on rejoicing. So what that means for us is, he said, it doesn't matter what situation I find myself in. It doesn't matter how difficult it gets here. I can always walk over to the fruit, uh, to my tree and pull off fruit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have as much joy as I need mm-hmm. because he was willing to expand. And so it's like you, you can't get into that season and then try to produce joy. Mm-hmm. It's too late. Yeah. You can't do it. It's not going to happen. So you've got to make sure that I've got a fruitful tree mm-hmm. 
so that when I get into that season, I can pick off what I need in that season. Mm-hmm. And when I pick it off, it reminds me, right? Yeah. And this is what yeah. we did. We didn't get into on Sunday. But when I take that fruit off, okay, it's got to replace itself because I can't just have one tree. If you just have one, one tree that never grew an apple and it was mm-hmm. just, you know, the first little few apples that popped off your apple tree in the backyard and you went out and picked those, that ain't going to last you all summer. Right, you know, like right. you're not going to get through the whole season with just a few apples. Mm-hmm. The tree's got to keep producing, right? So, but here's the thing is when I take the apple off in the spiritual world and I begin to chew on that joy, it motivates me for more joy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm, I, I get hungry for more joy. I'm like, yeah. man, I've got to have more of this. So what do I got to do? I got to go through the process again. God, thank you. Thank you that you make joy possible in every season. God, thank you for all that you have done, right? And then I got to get in. God, I'm expecting things to get better. God, I want to know you more. I'm expanding. God, I want to want to be more like you. I'm expanding. And then boop, 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 fruit starts popping back up on my tree. Yeah. Uh, and and so that joy feeds that. Um, and so it, it works like in, in, a, in a cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but you've got to be able to extract it when you need it. Mm, mm, mm. That, yeah, that's... So imperative. What, let's talk about this. How do you, what are some natural things you do to help gear up or, or like, let's say for example, someone is in this season and they, they are in, you know, you're going through the ringer, but they didn't prepare. Yeah. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. But it's too late to prepare because yep, they're there. What right. do they do? That's right. Well, first thing they need to do, they need to go back and watch the sermon. <laughs> they need to go check that out. Yeah. Um, because God will put people in your life mm. that are overflowing in fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said on Sunday, I show up on Sunday and I show up full of joy. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm handing out apples mm-hmm. everywhere. Right. I'm handing out the fruit because I. I want people to get a taste of joy. And so people leave church and they're like, wow, that was good. Wow, I feel right because I, I was handing out the yeah, fruit of the yeah. spirit, right? And and that's why it's so important that you join a group. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so, so important that you got godly friends, mm-hmm. right? That you got people that can give you something that you need, not just join you in your pity party, mm-hmm. join you in your misery, but they can literally give you some, some joy from their life. God will supply the joy you need until you can produce your own. Mm-hmm. God will give it to you. It's like when the children of Israel were in the wilderness. Yeah. For 40 years, God supernaturally provided for them manna every morning. Mm-hmm. They didn't plant a seed. They didn't harvest a crop. Mm-hmm. God fed them for 40 years. And I believe that's what God does for people who are in that season. Yeah. God supernaturally provides. But that wasn't forever because they were going to move into the place that God wanted them to be in. And when they got into that promised place, they had to plant their own seeds. Mm-hmm. They had to grow some of their own crops. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had to tend to their own fields. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that God wanted it. So for a season, it was supernatural. Then God moved them in a place where said, okay, you got, you got to get to work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how God does it for us. Yeah. Supernaturally, God provides until we can do it on our own. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, whenever you're in that spot, you got to recognize those people. Because sometimes it's our tendency to want to cling to people who join us in the pity party. Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. 
Hey, you want people that make you, you know, that, <laughs> that make you feel good about where you are, you know, and, right. and not challenge you to go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's so, that's so important, uh, that you have the right people in your life mm-hmm. who are feeding you the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, you, you want, you want people, uh, you want people in your life who do these things that we talked about. Yeah. Do these people exalt God? Do they lift God up above all of their situations? Are these people encouraging? Are they lifting other people up? Are they elevating other people in their life? Where is these people's expectations? Mm-hmm. Right? Are they expecting God to do great things in their life and expecting great things in your life? Are these people who have committed to expanding and growing and developing, becoming everything they can be mm-hmm. for Christ? Okay, when you see that in people... You know, okay, that those people are going to have some fruit for me. Mm. They're going to have some good things for me. Yeah. But if I don't see those three things, then I know whatever they're giving me, it ain't what I need. Mm-hmm. There's some more. There's some worms in those apples. Yeah. You know, there's some rotten fruit, and mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need to take that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you got to make sure you get in the right place. Get to church. Get in the Word of God. Get in a group. Yeah. Get around some people who are full of faith. Mm-hmm. And who can really help you along the journey? Mm, that is so good. That is so good. And if you were here on Sunday, you gotta get in the house uh, this coming Sunday. Um, if you didn't get a soap journal, uh, we're, we have some for you. Uh, and if you haven't joined a group yet, it is not too late. Yeah. You have got to get plugged into a group this fall season. Uh, it's great. Most of them are going through uh, all our discussion guides with uh, yes. without morning joy. And so you want to get plugged into a group. So we will see you here this coming Sunday at 9.30 or 11.15.